3: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, for Wednesday. June 16th. I hope this podcast is as historic and legendary as Kevin Durant's night in Brooklyn. What a performance. I think we'll probably do 45 minutes on Kevin Durant's greatness. Um, and Mike Buden, we'll probably do six minutes on Mike Budenholzer's ineptitude. I I can't, I can't continue to bash Budenholzer. I don't know if he's going to coach game six. Truthfully, he was that bad leading by 17 against the nets, but this podcast is going to be all about Kevin Durant. Folks what you witnessed on Tuesday night in Brooklyn was incredible. Um, my first thought that I, I'm on like multiple text chains with fans, um, some NBA people, uh, other sports journalists, and the first comparison of Durant's 49-17-10. and 10. By the way, first player in a playoff game ever in the history of the sport to have a 45-15-10 game. No LeBron. No magic, no Michael, nobody. That's how good Kevin Durant was. This is going to be one of these games that's talked about for years, perhaps decades. You know, I'll be talking to my grandchildren about this when, I don't know, LeBron James's son uh, is, is tearing it up in, uh, you know, f- no, I'm not going to have grandkids in 15 years. What am I talking about? Bottom line is down the road, we're going to remember Kevin Durant's performance against the Milwaukee Bucks. Folks, I mean, the stats, uh, I'm sure you're going to see them everywhere. He had 30 points in the second half. 30! He scored or assisted on 43 of the 52 final points for the Nets. And the first comparison I had, this reminds me of LeBron James in Game 1 of the 2018 Finals against the Super Warriors. That's what it reminded me of. When LeBron had 50-something points, a trip dub, And the Cavs could have stolen the game if not for J.R. Smith's brain fart at the end of regulation. They lose in overtime. And if you remember, after the game, LeBron, who, I mean, that performance, he was 33 years old, by the way. That performance was historic for LeBron. Afterward, he punches one of those whiteboards. And, like, I don't know if he broke his finger or sprain or whatever it was. He wasn't right the rest of the series. They got swept. Um, Fun fact, Jeff Green was on that team. Yes, Jeff Green. <laughs> Uncle Jeff Green who put up. Listen, Jeff Green was great. Great for the Brooklyn Nets on Tuesday. 27 points. I, I mean, he made seven of eight threes. But I, I got to go back to Kevin Durant. So I'm watching the game. I actually started watching it with my kids. You know, West Coast, they can watch a whole game. And you can tell instantly that that Kevin Durant is doing the LeBron thing. I got to get everybody involved. I got I got to get these guys going. Joe Harris. Get me buckets. Joe Harris could not make a shot for the third straight game. Joe Harris is in a major funk. I am going to tell you why the Nets are not a lock to win this series a little bit later. Uh, Rob G. actually uh, fell out of his chair when I told him, I really think the Bucks are going to win this series. But we'll get to that in a bit. But Kevin Durant started game five saying, I'm getting everybody involved. Joe Harris, make something. Joe Harris, 2 of 11. James Harden, please, we need your offense. Joe. James Harden, who was not, I wouldn't even say he's 80%. He drove once, and it was like when the when the sea opened up and he his floater bounced around, around, around and out. James Harden, one of ten. He just t- he basically took eight threes and missed them all. So Kevin Durant tried to get everybody involved, and that didn't work. And they were down a lot at halftime. I think it was fifteen, maybe thirteen. So what does Durant do in the second half? Well, I can't rely on anybody else. It's got to be me, and that's what he did. And P.J. Tucker who uh, was was decent defensively. I don't know how I can even use the word decent when he gives up 49 points to KD. But, you know, Kevin Durant basically was unstoppable in the second half. Uh, 30 points, 30 of 49 in the second half. Uh, I, I'm sure Budenholzer is going to get questions for the next 48 hours. Why the hell didn't you at least put Giannis on KD a little bit? Uh, we saw it earlier in the series. That is a bad, bad matchup for the Greek Freak. And um, Kevin Durant just took over. Uh, The other fun fact, 48 minutes in an NBA game and Kevin Durant played all of them. All of the 48 minutes. Did not sit out once. Now, I thought I was going to have this fun, interesting take that, man, that's way too many minutes. He's going to be gassed. There's no way he can come back in game six. Kevin Durant earlier this season played 50 minutes in a double overtime loss to Cleveland. I'm sure the diehard Nets fans listening to this remember that bad loss. I think that was the Colin Sexton game. But Kevin Durant, the the shot of the game, and it's going to be a meme everywhere. It's going to go viral all all weekend. Anytime something awesome happens, you're going to get the Kevin Durant look where after he makes, there's like 51 seconds left. The shot clock's winding down. Kevin Durant doesn't quite have a double clutch, but it's like a jump and then decide to shoot it like... I got to just force this up and he buries it and they, they, they go up by four. The crowd explodes in Brooklyn and Durant looks up to the sky. Like he just had like an amazing sip of, of alcohol and he's just got that like, Oh, he closes his eyes and you could just taste the victory. I mean, it was awesome. It's a great moment. And for me, that was the shot that I was like, Holy cow. I mean, this guy otherworldly. Now listen, I don't want to toot my own horn. Cause that's not how I roll. <laughs> I do roll that way sometimes. Um, but in 2018, I won a cow, went on Cowherd's radio TV show on FS1. I said, you know, Kevin Durant is taking the crown as the best player in the NBA from LeBron. And everybody got worked up. Oh, come on. LeBron's the best. Kevin Durant's on a super team. And Durant, you know, eviscerated him in the finals. They win the chip. I mean, it was pretty obvious to me Durant was the best player in the league. Now, with some of that circumstance, Maybe. But Durant won the Finals MVP twice in a row. Outdid LeBron in the fourth quarter of all the Finals games. It was a masterful performance from KD. He was the best player on the planet. And he was set to be that again until he gets hurt in the Finals of 2019. And it's weird because the hype when they were going for their third straight was, man, Kevin Durant's going to be a top 10 all-time player if they win this title. And it looked like they were going to win it. And then Durant? you know, gets hurt and they end up losing and they lost Clay Thompson too. And that kind of altered what could have been, you know, a top 10 trajectory for Durant. I think this is the kind of game. And again, I went into this game. If you heard the podcast the last two days, this was only a game that could help Durant, not a game that could hurt him. He has no wingmen. He's going against a Bucks team that was favored to win the series heading into this game before the Harden stuff, by the way. And Durant, I mean, this was one of those legacy games. Now, the the guy's got a couple legacy shots. Um, Game three against the Cavs in 2017, where he on the pull-up three on the fast break, right in Kyrie's eye, and then he hits it in game five again, I think it was, uh, against the Cavs on the fast break on LeBron, or maybe it was a year later, whatever it was. But Kevin Durant basically had some clutch shots with the Warriors in the final minute to beat the Cavs and pick up two finals MVPs. Um, And like this game has to be his top five all-time games. Has to. I I mean, it might make a case for number one. I don't know. We'll see. Now, let me, before I bring Rob G in to just bat me down, I I do have a couple quick things to say. Um, You know, shout out to Jeff Green who is giving us old guys a good name by having just an incredible turn-back-the-clock game. Now, faithful listeners of this podcast will know this. Steve Nash, for like the last, I don't know, four or five years, lived in my town. I like to talk about the time I coached an elementary school basketball game against him because the head coaches for my team and his team were missing, and Nash and I, you know, whatever. And I know some buddies who are really close with Nash, and... You know, Nash has told a lot of people he loves Jeff Green. His favorite player on the team, Jeff Green. Professional, shows up, great attitude, a a very team-centric guy. Jeff Green coming off the injury, 27 points. This guy, by the way, turns 35 this summer. He was drafted in the same year as Kevin Durant. Both of them went in the top five. That, of course, was the Greg Oden draft, where Greg Oden went one injury history out of the league um al horford went in the top five mike conley went in the top five jeff green went fifth in 2007 by the way he did team up in okc with drum roll please james harden and kevin durant isn't it funny how the world works so sh- a quick shout out to jeff green
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats
5: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: All that being said about Kevin Durant's greatness, okay? I think the Bucks are going to win this series. I know that's sacrilegious to say. They just gagged it away. Budenholzer's got to be losing sleep tonight. His real estate agent's texting him ferociously, bro, we got we got to put the, do you want to go under market to get it sold quickly? This could become a thing. Like, Budenholzer is a buffoon. He was awful. I, I'll, I mean, like five minutes left in the game, maybe less. And there's a possession where it's Drew Holiday just dribbling around. Dribbling, dribbling, can't get inside, comes back to the foul line, it shoots an air ball. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Call a play. And I I hate this idea of, when in doubt, let's just get Giannis at the three-point line and have him do do something. Well, the Nets were packing the lane in the second half. holes are making no adjustments again. So, Jay, why do you have the Nets losing this series after taking the 3-2 lead? Well, number one, Kevin Durant played 48 minutes, and I'm sorry. There's just no way he's duplicating that in game six. They have to go on the road. Durant's got to, I mean, he's going to probably sleep in ice tonight. Is Jeff Green going to hit seven of eight threes in game six? James Harden. I I don't, do you sit James Harden in game six? Uh, Rob, file that away. I want you to answer in a few minutes. Do you just rest James Harden and say, you know what? Kyrie's not coming back. Harden looked like 60%. We'd rather have him at seventy-five, eighty percent, if possible. If he switch sits Game Six and stays in Brooklyn, doesn't even travel with the team, and, and gets treatment. I mean, is that an option? Because I, they're, they're just they're not winning Game Six. I will be betting the Bucks in that. I'll tell you right now, Thursday night, I'm taking the Bucks. So then it comes down to Game Seven, and I don't know if Kevin Durant can duplicate that. Again, we're talking about that being a historic playoff performance. And he's going to come back and do it again? Remember, when Clay Thompson saved the Warriors against OKC with the Game 6 performance, I think he had 11 threes. Clay was good in Game 7, but I mean, I'd have to double-check, triple-check a box score, but I'm pretty sure he had this guy named Steph Curry on his team who was equally awesome. And Kevin Durant is 32 years old. The idea that a guy coming off an Achilles can come back two days after one of the great... Playoff performances you will ever see, and do it again on the road. I mean, that's just not happening. The Bucs played a good game. They got—I uh, mean, they—they they should have won that game. I think the Bucks steal the series. I know that sounds sacrilegious to say, and the idea of Giannis on the court in the fourth quarter of Game Seven—you know, after he fumbled it away in the lane and missed missed a couple free throws—I
6: um, I, I think I think the Bucs win this series. Rob, am I crazy? Yes, you're absolutely crazy. And, and you know what? I got a big problem with you trying to take a uh, a victory tour for you calling Kevin Durant the uh, greatest player in the NBA three years ago, <laughs> given that yesterday, not even 24 hours ago, you gave the Nets a 0.0% chance of beating the well, Bucks in a series. I, let
4: me just say an amendment. that At that point, we thought it was no Kyrie, no Harden. Harden may as well not have played last night. Still, the idea—just having him on the court—is a huge bonus. You have to admit that. I mean, Harden, who, who didn't do
6: anything, played forty-six minutes. Yeah, he stood atop the three-point line and passed the ball to people without really moving. On uh, defense, he was a matador. Wait, a he minute, got wait out of the way he because he didn't want to lunch his right bro. side.
4: He had eight assists and six boards.
6: Jason. Do not I, I box mean, listen, score me right now. You watch that game. James Harden was a liability on both sides of the on, floor. On
4: offense, definitely. Defensively, he was
6: fine. But, no, he wasn't. There were Anytime he got switched over on a isolation, they just blew right past him. Well, but Giannis, Mike, yes. Giannis blew right by him. I mean, Harden can't pull out. Papa Hammy trying to defend yeah, Giannis. Yeah, Drew Holiday blew past him. Chris Middleton blew past him. Pat Connaughton blew past him. Pat Connaughton but
4: was pretty nice. Um,
6: Budenholzer was... I know there was a report earlier this week from Adrian Wojnarowski saying that if uh, the Bucks went out with a thud, was the word he used, that he'd be fired. He should be fired this morning. Okay? Why on God's green earth would you put your best perimeter defender, Drew Holiday, on the guy who can't move? And so Drew Holiday is, is wasted defensively. Well, that's a fair point. That That being said...
4: Like, I don't think they came in knowing he couldn't move. It probably took a quarter to figure it out, and you'd think Budenholzer would adjust. But, Rob, the, he is a man who does not adjust,
6: ever. Never. Never. I've adjusted my belt buckle more <laughs> during this podcast than he's adjusted in this entire series. It's because I had a big dinner last night. But it was as great as Kevin Durant was, and he was fantastic. I said it. I think it was his best game ever that he's played individually. But the Bucks got to wear this, man. I mean, you have a first-team All Defensive Player in Giannis, who's a, a Defensive Player of the Year. Did not guard Kevin Durant once, once. Not even on a on a happenstance cross match and a fast break opportunity. Not even yeah. on a pick and roll. Let's switch defenders. No, Giannis did not want the smoke. At all. Well, I mean, you saw
4: it in games one and two. Giannis
6: got undressed
4: by Kevin Durant. Like, it was embarrassing. And, and just to quickly go back to Harden, I feel like I got to defend Harden. By the way, did he put on a few pounds in the last couple of weeks? Oh, no, he's he, been He up. looks like he's balding and got chubbier. And I'm like, geez. At any rate, James Harden played more minutes than Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, 34 minutes. He's younger. James Harden, 46 minutes. Put some respect on his name. Now, Joe Harris played 37 minutes, but James Harden played 46 on a bum hamstring. And you know, you and I both know this. Mike James got into the game early. We were talking about Mike James maybe starting, okay? They put in Harden. Mike James comes in to replace him when Harden's struggling. Mike James throws up an air ball. I don't think he came back in the game. I'm not even kidding. He played three minutes in the first half. It was a train wreck. And again, that was when they were down huge. Uh, of course, Durant took over. Rob, uh, the the real reason I think the Bucs can win the series and will win the series is that it, what Durant did in the second half was fine, but that's not sustainable again over an entire second half two uh, two days from now, much less four days from now. I just don't think it's—what's more likely to happen? The Bucs finally get their act together at Barclays? They weren't awful offensively. They just couldn't stop
6: Kevin Durant. Oh, no. Maybe the they put half, Pat Connaughton. They Awful. The second half, they were awful offensively.
4: They you think it was because they
6: could kind of taste it and they just they got nervous? No, they, they, what, what the Brooklyn Nets defense does, where they switch everything, and whoever is guarding Giannis is playing seven feet off of him, it encourages you to want to go one-on-one. However, they don't have any good one-on-one players. Like if you think that Chris Middleton, who's a fine player, I'm not saying that he's terrible, but if you think that he's one of these elite offensive one on one players in the NBA, then you shouldn't be watching basketball.
4: Is, is middle? Let me ask that. That's a fair point. Uh, Middleton, he wasn't terrible, by the way. I bet over two and a half threes. He hit it in the third quarter. Bingo. Um, <laughs> is Middleton better suited as a as your number two guy or your number three? He's a number three. And that's the problem because there just aren't enough ones and twos in the league. Are there 60 ones and twos in the league? I don't think there's 60 players better than Chris Middleton. Do you? No. Not at that's all. the thing. So
6: he is a three, but he has to be a two. But the thing is, is that you can manipulate that kind of stuff if you're running any kind of offense. Like if you're doing things to create opportunities for guys— or if your best player can do more than just put his head down and charge at the basket, you can create and manufacture offense. Like one of the, the key plays late in the game, Giannis gets the ball on the uh, the block and James Harden is on him. Who And we know James Harden cannot move whatsoever. James Har- or Giannis decides, I'm going to post him up. Okay, he doesn't have a post game, but go for it and he proceeds to take a 15-foot fall-away jump shot. So not only do you not have the bag offensively to capitalize on the defender who's in front of you, but he doesn't even have the mental awareness to to understand this is not what I do. This is not what I'm good at. What I'm good at is getting near the basket and and finishing around the rim. But he he's... I'm not gonna say that he was Kyle Kuzma-esque in some of his oh, decisions last night, but he harsh. was Kyle Kuzma-esque. Um, there was a total lack of self-awareness with Giannis that was that was baffling. But I don't, I don't, th- I don't think that's on him. That's the coach. Like I, I, I am surprised that Giannis does not get like go down in in
4: the block and post up. I'm surprised there's not some of that. Like it, you're gonna have to double him because of his length and size. Like listen, Jeff Green can try, but Jeff Green has no chance. They're not playing Claxton. Like. I, I, there's just there, there's no chance against Giannis when he gets it on the post. But this idea of him driving, he kept picking up
0: fouls. He ended up fouling out. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue, while you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
1: Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in
2: that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
0: This is Uncanny USA. He says,
5: Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) Listen
0: to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
5: Zumo play.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxsportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I do want to say,
4: Giannis after the game. Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Now we talked about the game and a little uh, game six. I do need to ask you, Rob. Best player in the world right now, Giannis says it's Kevin Durant. If you ask anybody on who watched the game last night, they're going to also say Kevin Durant. We do not try to do hot take happy hour around here, although that is fun. Um, I'm going to stick with Luca. I can understand why a lot of people right now are like Jay. Come on, it's Durant.
6: Proceed. Um. I, well, I had Kevin Durant. Coming into this series anyways, because I think that what he gives you defensively and he w- not only did he play an offensive game that was all time brilliant, but he was actually giving effort defensively as well. He wasn't just like standing in the corner and guarding the worst player and saying, I'm saving my energy for offense. He played. Is that a comes- shot at LeBron? No. No, okay. I don't think so. All right, all right. I mean, you it's could take it a shot, take LeBron. It. I mean, it, it does apply in some situations to LeBron. You can call it that, but I wasn't trying to take a shot at LeBron. He did have three block. Uh, sorry, three steals and two blocks. Yeah, I mean, he he was fantastic. Um, and Luka is just he, uh, defensively, he's so far behind that. So I think yep. that's where, if you were to split hairs, and you had and, and again, when you're making these kind of discussions, like with the all time discussions, it's. You're not trying to hate on somebody, but you have to be very... You're critical. You have to be critical. Exactly. I I guess, you know,
4: uh, Rob and I, we're not going to do it now. But, you know, uh, we did talk about, like, where Durant falls in the all-time list. And I told you earlier, I thought he had a chance at top 10 before the Achilles. And, you know, uh, the problem is when you start to compare eras like Bill Russell and Wilt... Um, I don't mean to disparage Bill Russell 25 minutes into a podcast uh, uh, about an incredible night from Kevin Durant, but like, what is Bill Russell in today's NBA? Like, we know he did not have any offensive game. I mean, he was basically Ben Simmons like on the inside, you know, and he couldn't shoot. Um, he was an amazing defensive player, but also he also was like six nine, like Kevin Durant is taller than Bill Russell. So like when you do top 10 lists Bill Russell obviously one of the greatest winners in the in the history of the sport all those guys who play. Jordan has 6 rings, he's the goat. Well, not if you want to play just rings. Well, Bill Russell when there was like 9 teams in the league just dominated. Um and Wilt Chamberlain also dominated. But uh, it's just it's really difficult to find 15 guys better in the history of basketball than Kevin Durant. I, he the guy's just amazing um i've lo- I've long been a fan and of course the haters and it's weird like I, I would love to go deep on this rob but it feels like a lot of the LeBron hate stems from the decision like people didn't hate LeBron before that people hated LeBron with not only the decision but the player empowerment People loved, if you remember the finals, Kevin Durant against LeBron, when Kevin Durant was with OKC, it was like everybody was rooting for Kevin Durant. He's staying in OKC. He's building something awesome. He's with Russ and Harden. Uh, And nobody rooted for LeBron because he was with the Heatles. And then Kevin Durant flips and goes to Golden State. And what happens? What do the fans do? They all hated Kevin Durant. Oh, he's taking the easy way out, which is inaccurate. I feel like when Durant... If Durant—I'm sorry. If Durant and the Nets win this championship, you're going to hear a lot of people say, well, oh, so Kevin Durant won his titles with the Loaded Warriors and now uh, Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And he's got to jump around to win. He's not a true champion. People are going to play that dumb card that they always do with LeBron. And I think it might be difficult narrative-wise for KD to crack the top 10, but— for the people who are impartial, such as myself, um, I think there's. it's undeniable he's already top 15. Kobe's in the top 15. Um, for my money, Steph Curry is in the top 15, guys. I know a lot of people... Rob, Rob G wants to go unload on that. That's fine. But this generation of players, what they're doing, the way to, to really look at this, Rob, is could X play in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s now? And unequivocally LeBron would dominate in any era. Michael Jordan would dominate in any era. Kevin Durant would dominate in any era. Like what's John Havlicek doing, doing in the NBA right now? You know, I think Larry Bird dominates in any era. Tim Duncan, magic, you know, there's basically a core 15 guys, Elijah one. I do believe Elijah one in this current era would be, you know, Rudy Gobert with offense. Like that's how good he was a two-time defensive player. The I mean, he was incredible defensively. Um, now, a guy like David Robinson, um, not as skilled, and I was a huge fan of David Robinson. Like, I don't think he translates, but folks, there's no way around it. Kevin Durant's already top 15, and he's only going to get better. Now, what? where it gets weird is, what if they win two titles in Brooklyn? I mean, shucks, we got to get them out of this round first. But, um, I don't know, Rob, I know you think Durant's already top 10. Um, I mean, the guy's probably played 1,000 games, a regular season, playoff, about maybe 1,500, whatever, but... You know, one game is not gonna really change that much for me. But this game last night was pretty incredible.
6: Oh yeah. And like you said, I've had him in the top ten, I think now for like a year or so, even like maybe right before he he tore his Achilles. But um I've gone on record, I've said it multiple times, I think I've said it on this podcast before, but I think when it's all said and done, Kevin Durant is going to be the most underrated player in NBA history. Which to me uh, I mean, I guess to America might sound shocking because you said that he's top 15. I say that he's top 10, but just like you mentioned a few minutes ago, that move to golden state clouded so many people's minds about him, about what he was capable of and what he is as a basketball player. I mean, I saw people on Twitter. Yes. Uh, last night after the game saying Kevin Durant is the perfect basketball player. And I, I couldn't even refute that because he's seven feet tall. He can do literally everything on the floor. Now, he might not be as good of a passer as LeBron James. He might not be as good of a rebounder as a Tim Duncan. He might not play as great defense as a a Bill Russell, but he does not have a flaw in his game anywhere. He is so unique and so talented and so fundamentally sound that I, I don't know how you can find 10 people you in your case 14 15 people better than him at basketball ever
4: yeah i mean remember Katino mobley was the one who came on here and and really was touting durant and i'll never forget because uh as you guys know when i go on the road i take the podcast um i will not be taking it on an upcoming vacation because i'm gonna whisper this you know the wife probably would prefer it if i didn't um But I had taken the pod when we went skiing, and I'm recording it one day, and we're doing Coutinho Mobley, and he just is, like, firing on all cylinders about how Kevin Durant's the greatest player ever, and I was just a little taken aback. Um, Because remember, at this point in the season, this was, like, I don't know, maybe December, January, February? I don't know. But LeBron was dominating. He was in the MVP discussion, and, you know, Mobley's like, listen, this guy Kevin Durant, I'm telling you guys. And I think you're right, Rob the trajectory he was on in Golden State before the Achilles really, really was putting him in the stratosphere. Um, he's unguardable. You cannot guard him. Like, you're saying Giannis is the best defensive guy, one of the best in the league? He has no chance against Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's handle is ridiculously good. Um, And then the pull-up jumper where the release point is so high, um, there is no KD stopper. Like, P.J. Tucker can try to fluster him and get in his chest and stuff, but... I am personally surprised that Budenholzer did not run multiple doubles at Kevin Durant late in the game. Like, yo, Jeff Green, if you're going to continue to hit threes, I tip my cap, congratulations. Uh, Landry Shamit hit a big shot. You know what? I would bank against Landry Shamit missing, then Kevin Durant missing again. I'm sorry, I would just play the percentages. And Kevin Durant is an all-time great and was having a historically great game. Budenholzer, what are you doing? I, it's just mystifying. Uh, all right, but well, let's put a bow on it, Rob. I almost feel like tonight's games are, you know, um, like you have an amazing dinner Tuesday night. You're so bloated, the dessert tray comes around. And you're like, ah, I think I'm going to pass. Um, Hawks, Sixers, game five. Like <laughs> It's tough to get excited for that one. I do believe Embiid comes back strong. Um, it feels like a good bounce back. Embiid's been hearing four for 20, 0 for 12 in the second half. Uh, what's wrong with him? Now he's not healthy and the Hawks steal it. Then we get really interesting. Um Hawks Bucks Eastern Conference Finals. Hawks Nets. Uh, who on the Hawks without DeAndre Hunter? <laughs> who guards Kevin Durant? John Collins? <laughs> Bogdanovich. I can't even call him the Serbian plumber anymore. He's playing too well. Um and then paperclips at the Jazz. I'm worried for the Jazz man. Um, I did see Mike Conley yesterday. Um is now upgraded to, like, questionable. I guess he saw James Harden's giving it a go. And, again, Rob, I just need to hammer home this point. James Harden had played, I think, 45 seconds in the playoffs. I mean, he missed a million games because of the hamstring.
6: this series, not in the playoffs, just this series. Did he play at all in the first round? Yeah, he played against Boston. He lit up Boston.
4: Okay. You're right. I forgot about that. James Harden comes back off the hamstring and plays 46 minutes. That's come, That needs to be commended. Forty six minutes
6: on a bum hamstring,
4: Mike
0: look, man, Conley. I,
6: I can stand above the three point line for forty five minutes. All right, oh, come, come on, on. you you are just disrespecting. He, you don't look, like James Harden. I do like James Harden. James Harden. I said that. Didn't we say that he was the uh, second most winning player in the NBA behind yeah. LeBron James? I mean, but he didn't run. Like, he didn't how about run. how about this? We just did thirty minutes,
4: thirty five minutes, and we did not mention. Kyrie Irving's name once. I'm just going to put this out there into the ether. As I remind everybody, I'll be co-hosting Dan Patrick Friday morning. Tune in. Is Kyrie Irving a little sullen that they got the win without him? Is he a little down in the dumps, maybe? I don't know. I, I, I watched a lot of the game. I don't recall them showing him that often on the bench.
6: Were they? I don't recall seeing it. I don't. Was he in the arena? I honestly have no idea. Well, it wouldn't shock me because if
4: you remember when the Celtics are playing the Cavs in Game 7, Kyrie Irving no-showed in TD Garden. He was – I think he was getting like a tooth extracted or some garbage. No, I'm not coming down hard on the guy. A little curious that Kyrie was – may not have been in the building. I, we, we don't want to say that definitively, but I saw nothing afterward – Um I, I I didn't hear any anything about Kyrie Irving at all, and it is interesting that they were able to pull this off without him and James Harden making one basket. Uh, kind of speaks volumes to Kevin Durant's domination. Uh, final thoughts, Rob.
6: Final thoughts. Kevin Durant is a great basketball player that Jason McIntyre had no faith in entering Game 5. Oh, my gosh. Um,
4: I will put my kid's college education on the Bucks in Game 6. And my son is in the vicinity and can hear that. He's up early this morning. Um, Yes. Fact. Bucks win game six. Um, I may rescind this if Kyrie Irving plays.
0: Uh, No, I'm just kidding. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,
5: Zumo Play.